Welcome back to another episode of One of Us Has to Be Right. I think you can tell something's a little different here. Can you? Maybe my mic quality? Maybe. Hopefully. Josh, do you have any ideas why my mic quality is feeling a little bit better today? Uh, maybe because you're using my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and we're using a legitimate interface. And... Uh, we're using a studio quality microphone, and we're live. And we're live from Josh's apartment. Yes, that that's that too. the biggest part that is that we're is that we're here in person. We don't need to edit this. We're just gonna upload it and let that be that. Which is great. I'm excited. We don't have to clap or we're anything. In the middle of playing Madden, uh, we're over we're gonna win a Super Bowl. Madden. So, um, if you didn't see, if you're not in our group chat to see. To the random people who listen okay, to this well, podcast. Okay. Well, we know well, there's somebody else listening. <laughs> to the random people who don't listen to our podcast, we currently have Joshton Dealtwick uh, as the, the owner of the Jaguars. And so while we are recording this, I am also winning the Super Bowl with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, very fun. Yeah. Um, I guess it's time. Yeah, so I'm going to... Yeah, we're going to kick it right on over to you, Josh. Scary good, scary bad in the world of sports this week. Yeah, no, scary bad uh, is a very odd story that we saw <laughs> literally maybe 10, 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And it was the fact that former all-star guard for the Chicago Bulls also played for a couple of other teams. I think the Pistons included in that. Uh, punched a McDonald's security guard in the face. And is now. Do you uh, want to say the name of the player? Of the Ben Gordon. Yeah, I said I said Ben. Gordon. Oh, did you actually? Yeah, Ben Gordon. Oh. Um, yeah, former UConn standout Ben Gordon punched a McDonald's security guard in the face. Is now facing battery charges. Um, as, as I'm as I literally as I threw an 80 yard bomb to Cooper Cup. <laughs> See, this is incredible. This is why we do what we do. Yeah. Um, I am – well, we're losing because I decided to sim the defense, but it's fine. Um, but, yeah, Ben Gordon facing battery charges, like felony battery Wild. charges for punching a McDonald's security guard. At that point, like how much money have you had to blow but I just, as an NBA player in order to be going to McDonald's in person? And then like, but then just being upset with something yeah, I mean, so like, much that you you're make, willing to catch battery you charges make, You that? make no money. And yeah, you never... ordered DoorDash last yeah. night. Like you ordered Taco Bell DoorDash, and you don't like you don't have no, I'm broke you don't hell. have NBA money like that. <laughs> so broke. so the fact that Ben Gordon is out here waiting at a McDonald's, crazy to me. Yeah. But uh, still staying in the basketball world. Sorry, John. I know there's a whole thing uh, going you on. know the whole World Series, yeah. which we will not talk about any stats and or scores or any updates yeah. uh, because John. I feel like- yeah, I, mean, I don't know how he's going to be able to do this. It reminds me of that How I Met Your Mother episode where, yeah, where he's trying, to, he's like trying to like uh, block out the Super Bowl because they're all watching it together. Uh-huh. Um, unreal. So uh, scary good is the fact that the Bucks, which when we were at the bar last night, we saw the first half yeah. of this game. This is a team that is so good at three point shooting, and they also have the most dominant point uh, paint player. I think of this generation, he's currently averaging 22 points per game in the paint. <laughs> in the paint alone, that's, that's which disgusting. you factor in the fact that they also have an incredible three-point shooting regimen, including guys like Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, um, you know, you name it, the, the role I mean, players. Even, even Giannis is starting to develop a mid-range. Mid-range, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like he's out here yakking no, threes. No, but, but I mean, if you leave him open, he might. But long story short is that the Bucks are 8-0. That's, I think that's the only team that we were like, yeah, yeah 
they are going to be good. Yeah. And, like, we've seen that. Like, the Warriors are slacking this year. The Lakers obviously can't really get it together. The Suns are out here losing to the Trailblazers. Yeah. But you've got a team like the Bucks, who we said is going to be great, and here they are, eight games into an 82-game season, and they're still going solid. So my scary good is the Bucks. Justin, over to you. I'm going to start with my scary bad, and it was breaking news. But I'm actually, you know, I'm gonna first it was start breaking off, news. Well, it was like over the week, but what? I'm gonna first by saying oh. that I scary good. I'm the GM fleecer of the year, and you'll and you'll and you'll you'll touch on my other trade that I got. But trading Michael Thomas for AJ Brown. Oh yeah, was that's an all time fleece. That was that's wild. an all time fleece. Tyree kill for Mike Williams. That's an all time fleece too. And then. Najee. Aaron Jones and Najee for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, which yeah, right last week it paid off quite well. Yeah, you but, are trading. You are an ex- trading wizard at the moment. Yeah, so scary bad. Michael Thomas is out. For yeah, the rest of the year. Which I I feel like that's just to be expected at this point. It, it, so I, so here's what happened. 2019, he has the, the sets the record for catches. He has like 1,700 greatest, yards or something. The greatest single season receiving, probably in NFL history. Yeah. And then, well, Cooper Cup last year. Well, was but like receiver receptions, he yeah. literally had the most. Re- and I get well, yeah. that's the, where the whole slant boy thing came from. Well, yeah. And you also have so a uh, generational talent slant like man. Drew Brees throwing to you. <laughs> slant man. Slant man. Um, yeah. So that happened 2019, 2020. I think he plays the first eight games, gets hurt. Yeah. Misses the rest of 2021. Nobody knows whether he's coming back. And then all of a sudden, he plays very sporadically this year, and then. Done for the year again. Foot injury. Dennis Allen said his toe is still messed up. Brian Robinson got shot the other four week. Four times. <laughs> and he, he played is, this season. Brian Robinson is literally 50 cent. And yeah. Michael Thomas is the guy from SpongeBob. That's with the, I want you to know when you said scans. the guy, that's the first thing <laughs> that came to my mind. Every morning I wake up. Okay. <laughs> to break my arms. Scary good, though. Speaking of trades, was yeah. the trade deadline. I'm very yeah. excited. It, it, I think it was something like it was the most amount of money moved in like the trade deadline. Well, I mean, and that was without the fact that Brandon Cooks's $18 million yeah. guaranteed did not go. Mm-hmm. And he was so upset about it that they've got to figure out if in the next 10 days he'll ever play again in a Texans uniform because he was so upset about not going to the Cowboys. But, yeah. I mean, you've got a – it's a full list of folks who we have, moved. But there but there are some really crazy trades. Yeah. You have Chase Claypool going, going for a second. Which is insane when you consider the fact that Amari Cooper was a fifth round. When, when you take into consideration that – Chase Claypool has not lived up to his second round draft pick. But he wasn't. And then he was. A, I didn't think he was a second rounder. 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 And then as the Bears now, I think he. I think it was something like he was picked around forty one or something. But the Bears now, whatever second round pick that they're gonna have this yeah. year, they don't have a first this year because they traded it away for Justin Fields. Oh, that's true. So you don't have a second rounder now either. Don't get me wrong. The free market or the free agent market for receivers is god awful this year. Like the oh, biggest yeah. names, like James Washington. That's like not. I mean, not to mention the fact that you look at the other wide receivers in that room, and like Chase Claypool is still the second best guy there behind yeah. Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Like it's not like it's not like it's some amazing wide receiver. No. And Nikhil Harry was their number two before that. Yeah. And then you've got Equinemius St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Velas Jones Jr. Like who's been a bum this yes, year? I mean, it's because he got drafted at like twenty four. Like he and I were freshmen in college at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, 
a trade that I am super excited for. Yeah. Actually, no. We're gonna, we're gonna touch on that in a little. So, what other, what other trades did we see? We saw a hot. Oh, we're gonna talk about that later too. TJ TJ Hawkinson going to the Vikings for some picks. Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. That's a fun one. Yeah, um, we're gonna talk about that. A personal favorite though was Bradley Chubb going to the Dolphins yeah. and then signing a massive yeah. six-year, one hundred nineteen million dollar uh-huh. extension with them. Dolphins, uh, listen, they're they're doing everything right. No, because McDaniel's trying as to far find as player personnel goes. They're doing everything right. No, McDaniel's trying to find his is um uh Nick Bosa and I don't I don't think that I don't think that he's Bradley Chubb's at the Nick Bosa level but he's trying to do everything that he can to emulate the success that that defense had yeah Melvin Ingram's not going to cut it for you no I mean Jalen Phillips yeah yeah and 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 we'll see Wilkins dog but no way you're making that yep that's stupid that's pro baby that's stupid okay (laughs) all right we should have a live stream of the the fact that i'm absolutely dogging the broncos i was down 14 nothing and now we're we're up 28 21 yeah, but Jalen Hurts is tired. So tired. But he just got a 20-yard rush running like Tom Brady. Oh, uh, that's insane. Okay, so moving on to hate and hype. I'm no, no, just no, gonna, no, no, no. Oh. You're hate train. Or no, you're um, scary. Oh, no. Yeah. You did. Oh, you already yeah. did Michael Thomas and Scary Bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, sorry. Uh, I'm going to go right on to hype train here, staying along the trade deadline, and Josh's does as well. Yeah. I am super hyped. My minute starts now. Okay, I'm super hyped to see Calvin Ridley on the Jaguars. Yeah. No, he's not going to play this year. No. But, but I love the way that the Jaguars conditioned these picks. So the way that it works is it's automatically, I think, a fourth from this year. And then it's going to be – or it's a fifth this year. And then a fourth next year. Now, if – he just stays on his contract, lets that be that, stays as a fourth. If he signs an extension, it becomes a third. And if they sign him to a long-term deal, it becomes a second. Now, the reason why I like this is because you normally wouldn't consider Calvin Ridley a guy you could get for a, a fourth and a fifth. If this works out, the Jaguars, you know, if they potentially sign him long-term, which is what would have to happen, yeah, crack it open. There you go. That was easy. Yeah. Mine was hard. I don't know why you car. were... No, I was like... What it was, was like... Pause. Pause. Um, but yeah, no, I love the Calvin Ridley trade, and I think more GMs should approach the conditional pick aspect. Because if it works out, then you don't need the picks, it's, basically. Especially, like, if Michael Thomas... Like, for yeah. someone... Like, like, the Saints could, it, like, yeah. look into that with Michael Thomas because of how good Chris Olave's been looking recently. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Jarvis you can... Landry is a free agent next year, though, I will say. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Wide open. Wide open. Um, It is now 42 to 21, (laughs) and it's literally been three minutes of me playing. Wow. All right. Um, Yeah, so going on to your hate train. I know this one's a little personal for you, Yeah. but let's hear it. No, so I remember I was sitting there in the office, and I saw that something something happened. It was like, no, Martha Stewart uh, was like 81 years old or something like that, and I saw that, and I go... Martha Stewart's 81, and my buddy Jalen pops up, and he goes, what did you say? And I go, and I was like, Martha Stewart's 81, and he was like, oh, I thought you were responding to something else. He was like, what else happened? He was like, check your phone. And I look down, and I see that the Lions traded TJ Hawkinson, which I was like, that's crazy that I found out that way. (laughs) Um, But on the flip side of that, like, it was like, okay, you get a second round and a 
third, and then like we traded a fourth or something like that. So it was also, like a. By the way, Carson from um, Price Picks? Picks, not helpful. Yeah. He just goes, use a different method. Wow. That's yeah. trash. Uh, what about my promo code, bud? Yeah, no promo um, code. Help Carson understand how they're doing. I'm going to send a mean face. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him more. Um, but basically, uh, we trade Hawkinson, and that's not – like, I get it. You know, we looked at him and we said that he's not one of the top five in the league right now. Yeah, he wants to get paid. And, like, we just said, look, we're not going to pay you top five money, and so we traded him, and that's a good look on Brad Holmes. But the reason that he's my hate trade this week is that he gets asked um, – he gets asked, like, talking about moving from the Lions to the Vikings, obviously going from a team that's 1-6 and six to a team that's 6-1. and one. And he goes, yeah, it's going to be nice to win for a change, which is such – just a dagger. The like, this is a, this is a guy who, too. like, not only was he picked incredibly high by us, mm. but, like, the fans loved him. Like, he was, like, a huge – like, everyone loved TJ Hawkinson Regardless in Detroit. Of success, it, it was – Like, Hawk was always a fan. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing where it's like, really, dude? Like, you're going to – Pull some stuff like that when this te- this team this city has supported you for this long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing for him was not getting paid. Obviously, yeah, like, it wasn't like he wanted to go to a winning team. No, but it just happens to be that that's a very poorly timed comment. Yeah, and, it's especially when like yeah. we're already not only are we upset that you know uh, that we, we traded him to a division rival, but even worse than that, we trade him for you know. A, decent value but nothing that we were like yeah we fleeced them yeah like we still had to give up a pick in order I, I to get the picks. i think it's a better a better trade for the vikings i agree They're especially if, one irv smith jr is out for the next eight weeks now eight weeks eight weeks oh, irv smith wow. jr is out that's why they made the move it, okay they, it's that not makes like, it's not like they were trying to move on from him but he's done for the next eight weeks so yeah, that makes they, sense. They feel like I didn't they, know they that. feel like this is the only year Kirk's going to be able to be good enough with Dalvin <laughs> Cook and and Jay and, Jettas. Yeah, but and Adam um, Thielen, who's been playing pretty well yeah. too, like we forget that he's their wide receiver but, too. Uh, and you love KJ Osborne yeah, more I than love anybody. And they were looking at other wide receivers there too. Like they yeah. were they were exploring other options. So I'm I'm not surprised that you know they made the move in order to make that offense even more high power. Who did the Eagles trade for? Eagles traded for um, Robert, oh, Quinn, Robert Quinn, and yeah. they were looking into Alvin Kamara, but they wanted the, the they wanted a crazy price tag oh, for Alvin, sure. and not that he's not worth it, but with that whole battery case hanging over his head, it's yeah. not like it's a free and clear pick for them. You're still there's six seconds left. <laughs> Are you gonna call a timeout? No, I went out of bounds. Oh, I'll, I'll call one though for fun. Um, I'm just left. I'm just putting it to the Jack or to the, the Broncos at this point. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's my hype. Now we're going into okay. the... Okay, your hate. I mean, that, was, that was my hate, yeah, yeah. That was the whole hate and hype segment. All right, it's been a long night, ladies and gentlemen. Has <laughs> it? It's, well, it's 2 a.m. Well, no, last night Sorry, was... Sorry, it's 2, 2 p.m. You see what I mean? Last <laughs> night was long. Last yeah. night was long. Um, also, I had the worst headache of my life last night, and it was to the point where sounds were very loud, and Justin disagrees <laughs> to this. In my, in my mind, Justin slammed the crap out of this person's... Hood, like okay. truck hood. Why would like, I do that? Number man. one, I I walked past you like, it. You, it, it, it was, was like, kind of like it was that. like slapping a bag of rice. It in was the like store. it was like cargo space. No, <laughs> car no do that. Cargo road. That's like you hit that. Like damn, I could fit a whole bunch of beanie babies in this, or like whatever yeah, those memes are. I wouldn't are. say that's. Ryan like, Tannehill had five touchdowns. <laughs> 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 Tannehill had five 
Tannehill, 336 tannies. yards and five tutties. Incredible. Why was he dogging us? Incredible. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our wide receiver UNTEU before we hit the mailbag. Yeah. Also, the, oh, oh, we didn't go over our dogs. Our dogs. Oh, yeah, holy our crap. Our dogs. Okay. Dogs of the week. <laughs> our dogs of the week. Well, mine is Christian Javier, 25-year-old dog. Yeah. For the Astros pitching. He didn't complete the no-no, but he was... Six innings. Yeah, so he he pitched six innings through this, and no-hitter in the World Series. Just some kid. All of his friends getting signed at 16 years old. He takes a $10,000 contract yeah. from the Astros, and I think he's about to get paid. Yeah. Astros really needed the win over in Philly, and, and he... Balled up when he yeah. needed to. I think it's going to be something along the lines of like the Spencer Strider deal. Mm. I think his was like five for ninety or something yeah. like that. It's so, something um, very team friendly where it's like in the course of the next like five years when he's thirty, hitting his prime, he's only yeah. on a ten million dollar yeah something like that. Contract. I forget what Strider's deal was. It might have been seventy five for yeah, seventy or something, something like that. that. Um, but that's kind of you look at someone like Christian Javier. You look at someone um, like Framber Valdez. Like this mm. is a team who. Went from having like Dallas Keuchel and you know like Lance McCullers being a star, and oh, he still man, like was solid, but he got shelled. Um, but I mean that's the thing I is mean, like Verlander. You look, still but there, like, you look at Ver- oh Granky from the past, but like yeah. you look at Gr- or you look at Verlander. He's never been good in the World Series. So if you've no. got someone who can carry you through the regular season, yeah. and then you've got guys who can shine in those moments like Javier mm-hmm. did, very solid. Yeah, it's my dog of the week, Josh. Let's hear yours. Yeah, my dog of the week is someone who we've been waiting for him to have this level of breakout um, since you know a, a previous time where we how felt many sacks or Sean Gary had in this season. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, but it's someone who has kind of finally had a return to grace, and that's what happens when you get placed in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Christian or McCaffrey. That's not Matt Rule's offense. Yeah, that's true. Christian McCaffrey. With a passing touchdown, rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. The first time that that's happened in a game since LaDainian Tomlinson. And I think that if you had to compare any of these guys, sorry, 75-yard TJ Hawkinson touchdown right here. Uh, Dog. Oh, Um, also, we didn't even tell them the best part. Our our starting lineup, we have Jalen Hurts, AJ Dillon, and Travis Etienne. Yep. Oh, just Cooper, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. And uh, DJ Chark on the outside. DJ Chark. Which is solid. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Um, and then we have TJ Hawkinson. Irv Smith. Irv Smith. And Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> Vikings boys. And then, yeah, the defense. Defense, the defense is solid. Christian Wilkins. And Ro- Dominican Ro- Sue. Ro- and Smith, Javon Hargrave. Sean Gary. Um, the, oh, gosh. The other the outside Thompson. linebacker. Shaq Thompson. Um, and then the secondary is a bunch of old heads. Yeah. I mean, we have Quandre, Jonathan Abram. Quandre Diggs also. Uh, Justin Tucker as both our punter and our kicker. <laughs> we don't punt, though. <laughs> we don't punt. We don't punt. We got that Dan Campbell mentality. Um, but, yeah, I think you look at you look at um, Christian McCaffrey, and he's finally in an offense where he feels like he can succeed mm-hmm. for the first time since he had Cam Newton. Cam Newton is, yeah, as his QB and uh, Ron Rivera as his head coach. So. River Boat. Very, very fun to see how this team is going to progress this year, especially yeah. since that NFC West right now is led by the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> uh, led by Geno Smith and Geno the Smith Seattle and the Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. Rams no. haven't been looking phenomenal this year. DJ Shark. 
DJ oh no! Tutty. DJ Chark Tutty. Yeah. Um, but no, though the Rams have looked Cardinals awful. Are, the Cardinals have are looked awful. Disarray. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury needs to get fired. And then it's the Seahawks it's and 49ers. The Se- it's the Seahawks and 49ers are the only <laughs> wow. two that I think have a legit shot. Wow. Un- unless uh, Matthew Man, Stafford all the gets West his stuff teams together. Here eating it. Yeah. At least more than we thought they would. No, 100%. Um, and even Hawk, the, you got Hawk. Even right the, there. Even the AFC oh. West. Even yeah, the AFC West I, has been awful, that's what too. I meant, the West as a whole. I mean, just, yeah. So, I don't know what it is with There's something in the water zone. over there. Yeah, but it's been, it's been bad compared to the fact that we thought that both of those divisions were going to be like eight, eight and nine minimum. So, speaking of Stanford. Speaking of Stanford. We're going to give a shout-out to a couple tight end. No, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. both fun. No, 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 yeah, I was yeah. Like, we didn't say Stanford once. No, 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 yeah, the Christian McCaffrey. Um, we're going to give a couple shout-outs. Well, Josh is going to give a couple shout-outs yeah. to some Stanford tight ends, and then we're going to go over our TEU and wide receiver use. Yeah, looking over this, I mean, you've got guys who I thought were going to be absolute dogs when they got to the NFL, someone like a Kobe Fleener, who I thought was going to be fantastic. You've also got guys like Zach Ertz and um, Dalton Schultz, who have been, have been great um, in the NFL. But I think that if you look at them as a whole compared to these other two schools that we're going to mention, if you talk both all-time and currently, they don't stand a chance to them. Um, I think the other one that we are not going to mention that could totally get an honorable... (laughs) That was sick. That could totally get an honorable mention is uh, Miami. Yeah. You've got guys like Jimmy Graham, Vernon Davis, Davis, and then... Or no, Vernon Davis went to uh, Maryland. Uh, And then Kellen Winslow Jr., um, but the other two, the two colleges that you're looking at really for tight end you and the battle between them, all time it's Notre Dame versus Iowa. Old school slash new-ish school for Notre Dame. Old school, new era. And then new era for uh, Iowa. You look at guys, Justin's going to yeah, ar- argue I'm for Iowa currently. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Hawkeye believer. You have Dallas Clark. Go. You have George Kittle. Yep. You got Noah Fant. Noah fan TJ Hawkins. Hawk. Um, hold on. There was like so many more. Alan Cross. Yeah, that's a that's a deep. Cut. That's a that's a deep deep cut. You gotta talk a little louder. Yeah, sorry. Scott Chandler, okay. Bills dog. Anybody else? No. All right. Well, that's still. That's I mean, still a great, I mean, as far as everything else, it's still a great list. Yeah. So I mean, they definitely have a lot of newer success with Fan and Hawk and Kittle and. You know, uh, I don't, why am I thinking that all of these Delaware guys? You said Nick Boyle the I other day. I almost said Nick Boyle again. Oh, get picked off. But yeah, so I'm arguing for Iowa. Josh is going to give us some Notre Dame love. Let's hear it. No, if you look all time, I think you've got someone like a Dave Casper, which Iowa, if you look at Iowa, it's not that. Uh, you've got Irv Smith Sr. Uh, but that's not the name yeah. that I'm going to call off here. I think Dave Casper is the big one. You look at Tyler Eifert and Kyle Rudolph. Those are two massive ones. And then you've also got someone like an Anthony Fasano, uh, who was pretty solid for a little while. Never, you know, a stud. Uh, but now you've got someone like uh, Michael Mayer, who's coming out of there. Probably a top ten pick this year. And I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and say that we're, you know, going to have somebody who on our hands like a. Uh, you know, like a, a Kyle Pitts. Who's like, yeah, like I said to you, is that? But that's, oh, well, hold on, hold on. Let's talk. Let's not. I know ours is NFL successful. Let's not discredit the three-time All-American Ken, Ken McAfee. 
1977 title right third in the Heisman voting. Whoa. He was getting thrown to by Joe Montana. <laughs> He's now a 64-year-old dentist and oral surgeon and was a lineman and won the Walter Camp Player of the Year. He shares the the record with Cole Komet, also throw out some recognition for Cole Komet, nine catches in a game, finished with 128 career receptions, 17... Uh, or 1,759 yards with 15 touchdowns, and number two to Tyler Eifert in both of those categories. This is 78. And San Francisco selected him in the first round, seventh pick overall. What? How do we not know about this guy? Because he probably wanted to be a dentist more than he wanted to be an NFL player. Ken McAfee. Could you imagine? You just casually are, you know, at the dentist's office, and you see this, like, six-foot-five guy walk in. Okay. His starter in his rookie season caught 22 patches, p- passes with one touchdown. Starter in his second season. Sounds like Kyle Pitts. 24 passes for four touchdowns. He was asked to play the guard? No way. He left. That's why? Dude, that's crazy. Can you imagine? They're like, Kyle Pitts, we think you should play DN. And he says, no. And I'm then he going- leaves to go to dental school. <laughs> Are we a are we a Ken McAfee? It's like a Michael Cooper yeah. podcast. <laughs> Ken Holy McAfee crap. dog. Why you, have, you get 45 46 catches, 471 yards and five touchdowns in your first two seasons and then they say, "Uh, can you actually guard for Joe Montana?" and he's like, "Absolutely not." What a crazy coincidence though. Joe Montana and going, him on Notre Dame and then going to the 49ers. Yeah. Wow. He gets traded to the Minnesota Vikings, Vikings but never plays a game with them, placed on the injured reserve and then leaves to go to the University of Pennsylvania School of Dental Medicine. <laughs> Dude, what? He now has his own practice in Walton, Massachusetts, where he was once the hated rival of Walton High School. This is so goofy. Dude, what? Can we see his his practice, Ken McAfee, dentist, uh, Massachusetts? No, it came up when I started typing Ken McAfee. Dentist. (laughs) Still happy he ended up in dentistry. Uh, Can we get some pictures of him in a coat? Oh, oh, yeah. That's Ken go. McAfee if I've ever seen one. <laughs> McAfee Dental, Dr. Ken McAfee. Yeah, that's him. Wow. Look at him. Oh. That's crazy. Could you imagine go, like going to the dentist and it's just six foot five, 270 Ken McAfee? And especially, especially if you're a Notre yeah. Dame fan. And you're like, hey man, didn't you what didn't you finish third in the Heisman voting? He's yeah. like, yeah, uh, blame uh, Bill Walsh for yeah. wanting me to be a guard. Really? Wow, <laughs> all right, that's nuts. So we're okay. gonna we're gonna tight end you, tight end you, Notre Dame specifically just for Ken yeah. McAfee, the goat. And we didn't even we've never heard of this guy before. Never. All right, so wow. now we're gonna we're gonna transition a little bit into wide receiver you. Yeah. So, Josh, you're ready to die on this hill. Let's hear it. your wide receiver, you. Uh, dude, it's LSU. And only because of the last 10 years, if that, if that you've got Juice Landry, you've got uh, Odell Beckham Jr., you've got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Um, Terrence Marshall. Ter- I mean, yeah, you can throw out guys like Terrence Marshall. You can throw out, um, like, Keishon Boutte if he comes out this year and, and does well. But yeah. I think you just look at that LSU connection – and it's it's hard not to say 
that like you look at those guys. That's fair. And and I, I mean, it was they dominated the league. Like if you looked at Juice Landry when he was with the Dolphins, you look at Odell Beckham with the Giants. Like Odell Beckham might have the most recognizable catch in NFL history behind. I mean, it's the best catch. behind the catch and behind the yeah. immaculate reception. I like. Mean, it's, Best catch in NFL history. Top, like, he's got a top three most memorable and probably the best catch. I mean, hey, you could look at George Pickens' catch from this year. That was pretty solid, too. I don't know if it that had was the, filthy. I don't know if it had the same uh, no Georgia change. Love from us, though. No yeah, Pickens, no, no Georgia. My backup, though, um, and I think we agreed on this, if we had to pick a second school, it was USC. You got guys all time like Keyshawn Johnson, Lynn Swan. Um, you've even, got the even Bobby Trees, Bo- yeah. Smith, yeah, and then uh, Michael Pittman recently, yeah. Um, my boy, Amon Goat, St. Brown. Oh, I also forgot Calvin Ridley. Oh, those are all the Alabama boys. Yeah, but yeah, oh, that's man. that's the other one that you have to look at too. Just in these last couple of years, in the same breath, you've got Julio Jones, or yeah, Julio yeah. Jones, uh, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Tyreek, or not Tyreek Hill. Um, uh, Car car go fast. Henry, Henry Ruggs. <laughs> <laughs> we go we go from Tyree uh, Kill to car goes fast to Henry Ruggs. That's, that's funny. But no, uh, yeah, no. Alabama boys. But just insane. Uh, yeah. Mari Cooper. Um mm. like it's it, that's a stupid list. Yeah. But I mean you're going I'm you're going, going another school. I'm rolling with the Ohio State Buckeyes. And I just, I hate Ohio State. Me too. I think, I think it's because I'm the club. I think it's because I hate their quarterbacks. Like, oh my god, Hawk! No, <laughs> tackled. Okay, so I'm just gonna name some of the guys off of this Ohio State legacy. We have Chris Carter, going back to my bum, Michael Thomas. Who's my scary bad? We have names like Joey Galloway, Ted Ginn Jr., Terry McLaurin, San Santonio Holmes, Terry. Oh, I've been shot. Sorry. <laughs> Shot himself in the leg. Yeah. Paul Warfield. Paul, Paul Warfield. Goat. Brian Hartline. Dog. Paris Campbell. Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah. Colts legend Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah, and then, I mean, you have so many young guys like Jackson and Jigba. And um, gosh. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, Chris Olave. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Um, Smith guy. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh. That's, you already said yeah. him. Sweet. That's, yeah, what, that's what I said. You knocked him off. Congrats. All righty. So, I guess now. We're Not gonna... Demetrius Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> 1993 to 1996 leg. <laughs> Demetrius Hold Stanley. Hold on now. We're going to go over to the longly anticipated mailbag. Mailbag. And we want you guys. We want to encourage you guys to keep submitting. Yeah. So, even if you haven't before, you can reach out to us if you need the link. Yeah. We're active on Instagram now again. Active on Twitter. Uh-oh. One We're of us active has on Twitter. I've been. You're active on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna start with the first question from a man named Matthew. Matthew. And it is currently about football, and the question is, are the Giants, Jets, and Jags actually good teams? Well, the funny thing was this question was submitted uh, on, two weeks yeah, ago. the 22nd. So it was back when all of those teams were 6-2, and two, or like 5 and... I like mean, you're 6-2 and two now. Well, yeah, the Jets and the Jags, but like, these were... Yeah. That was when they, they all lost. They were all like 4-2. Last week, they all lost. Yeah. So it was, at this point, they were... 
excuse me, all a couple of games above 500. Um, and in that moment, we all said an overwhelming no. Yeah. We, were, we agreed that it was like, I mean, if you look at PFF, which I know Justin hates PFF, <laughs> yeah. but the team that has the worst offensive and defensive rating is the Giants. Yeah. They are they, the worst. They, they are, are not, the worst They're team. not a good football team, but they win football games. Which, and then, I mean, it was a joke that it's like, oh, it's not their, they're not a good team. They just have good coaching. But at this point, I don't think it's a joke anymore. I think what Brian Dable's been able to do, yeah. I think, um, especially with the Jags, what Doug Peterson's been able mm-hmm. to do, I don't think as much what Robert Tala's been able to no. do. Um, I think it's just more them being let back into games. It's like the yeah. opposing team's coaching has been every, bad. Every, like single game Jaguars, every single Jaguars loss that they've had this year has been within one score. Yeah. So you take a look at a 2-6 and six team, and you're like, Oh, yeah. Get ready for the number one overall pick again. Yeah. But you take a step back and you look at the way that the Jaguars are honestly built. And I think that a lot of their success is banking on the fact that Trevor's going to figure it out. Yeah. Second year in Doug which, Peterson's system, which is possible. I mean, he's done it a little bit. Yeah. It's I, not it's, like he's an just overwhelming so change. inconsistent. Yeah. It is so annoying to see phenomenal mechanics on the run, drops, it's third and 13. Runs out of the pocket, throws a, a 25-yard strike to Zay Jones down the field, toe touch. And then the next play, it's a quick slant, and he overthrows a guy, and his feet were terrible. And it's he, it's so annoying how inconsistent he is, but he has a lot of, he has a lot of quarterbacks in that room around him to make sure that, you know, he fixes the mechanics, fixes yeah. the decisions, finds these soft spots, and really are able to break down film with him. Because if you think about it, it's kind of like his rookie year. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't really credit it, anything, that first year with Urban Meyer. Anything that happened with Urban Meyer was just an extension of Clem, of Clemson for him. So, you know, you look at guys like Daniel Jones. Do we think he's going to figure it out and be the Giants' next quarterback? Probably not. No. There are tons of good quarterbacks in this draft, though. So, Giants should be excited at that they're having the success that they have, and they're still going to be able to grab whatever guy they want later in the first yeah and I think the big thing too with the Giants is this is a team that's finally got a decent offensive line DJ DJ Chark god wow um yeah this is a Super Bowl by the way we are currently yeah we are in the Super Bowl the the Seahawks team is crazy it's Lamar Jackson Josh Jacobs oh we played them earlier yeah Lamar Jackson Josh Jacobs um AJ Brown and then they've got AJ Terrell at at corner this is literally a team that we would have drafted um (laughs) But, no, I, I think you look at the, this Giants team and you've got Saquon running like he's good, like he's good again, and yeah. he is. Right out of college. Um, and then you've got, uh, you know, Daniel Jones putting up decent you enough. X wide open. Decent enough numbers. Wide. Decent you enough numbers from. That's a tough one. That's a one-yard loss. I'm about to pick it back up. But you've got this offensive line that's looking great again with Andrew Thomas. You've got. Uh, Evan Neal looking decent. Kayvon Thibodeau looking like the top five pick that he should have been. Um, but just overall, uh, this this Giants team is is it's kind of, they're kind of I, fun I, to watch. I'm, the I'm only- not going to lie to you. When you said Kayvon looking like the top five pick, the first player that came to my mind was Caleb on Chasen. And I was like, nope. what are you saying right now, Josh? <laughs> but then I was like, no, Justin, what are you thinking Wrong. right now? Um, um, but yeah. no, I think that's the kind of team that you want to be building if you're Brian Dable, and yeah. I think you've got a decent enough start. You have the pieces, you need the weapons. You need, yeah. Now you need wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, bums, trash. You um, have, 
you've got Wandale Robinson. We've got Wandale Robinson. I mean, you've got yeah. Sterling Shepard, who literally stepped on a piece of turf and, and destroyed his ACL. Yeah. Um, Kenny Galladay hasn't. And you, I mean, you trade you trade Kadarius Tony, which yeah. makes sense for the system, I guess. That's a that's a that's a team play. If you don't like him, yeah. you know, not even just as a player, but you mm-hmm. know, if you if you're not a fan of what he's bringing to the table, you get rid of him. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think at the end of the day, you've got your. God! Yes! <laughs> no way! No way! Oh my lord! DJ Chark is the legend. He's about to get Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Second receiving touchdown. Do we just keep feeding DJ Chark? Do it. Give him. Give him Super Bowl. What a what a <laughs> wild throw that was. Uh, Josh tosses it outside to AJ Dillon. Hold on. Do we actually post on this? Do we? Who, do we... Yeah. No. You guys are gonna be able to see it on the gram. You guys gotta watch this replay. This is actually wild. Oh my god. I don't think I've ever Oh my god. <laughs> so, we're going to we're going to break this down. We're in we're in a single back shotgun. You have DJ Chark in the slot to the left. AJ Dillon comes running out of the backfield. Josh tosses it up to him. 33 on the Seahawks tips it. We see the tip. DJ Chark and Cooper Cup are in the near area, but DJ Chark dog snags it. Over. Right in front of AJ, AJ Terrell Jr. <laughs> Cooper Cup standing there next to Justin Simmons, and I... wait, did he catch that? Yeah, we <laughs> just back it up just a little bit. No, he caught it. Okay, um, yeah. How how did you guys like my announcing? That was pretty solid. Thank you. I love. I wish wow. I was like a sports announcer. That's what I mean. That's what I went to school for. But um, and then the Jets are just gonna be the Jets. You've yeah, got now. I'm you've sorry. got Brees Hall out, um, but they get Elijah, James Robinson. Like, oh, he's hurt. James Robinson's hurt? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Michael Carter all the way. Yeah, no, he um, just got an ankle injury. Do you want to hear something wild? Jake Bradford offered um, James Robinson to John Curran for Austin Eckler. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he got traded to the Jets, Jake slides into John's, Austin Eckler. <laughs> right into John's text. And he goes, Austin Eckler for James Robinson? And John was like, how about you go choke on one? Yeah. And, Valid. Uh, yeah. And now that James Robinson is hurt. Yeah. Wild. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah. Jets just, they can't keep it together. It seems no matter what happens. No. I, I think Robert Sala gets one more year, and then it's going to be a new regime with an... DJ Shark! Catching traffic. <laughs> Two-minute drill coming up. Oh, this is insane. Um, God, he's so good. Wow. Why is he so good? No Got way. him again. Sideline touch! Is that the, oh, no. Man, just out. Just Dang. out. Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't think the Jets are going to get it together. Um, I think the Jaguars' only chance is if Trevor um, is actually able to pick up the consistency. Yeah. You said truck at DJ Chark. <laughs> Got to be down there somewhere. somewhere. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess we're going to move on to our next mailbag question now. Yeah. This one <laughs> sent by... Um, Anderson, Anderson South, SC. Or, yeah, Anderson SC. Um, yeah, so the question is as follows. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I want to make sure I have the right one first. Yeah, okay. So, will the extensive use of a too high safety formation stop the, pen, the pass mentality defenses be a long-term trend in the NFL? Are we witnessing the beginning of the pendulum swing back to the running and defense-focused NFL teams? 
Is this a healthy evolution for the sport, Josh? Um, so I think we talked about this in my very first – the very first podcast. It's like, yeah. does defense win championships? And I think what we've been seeing is that – No. It's it's a mix – it's a twofold. Yes, but also quarterbacks. And part yeah. of part of quarterbacks – Oh, ETN. Part of quarterbacks winning games for you also comes down to the fact – that you need to, them to not make silly mistakes. Yes. And so it's it's not you know quarterbacks taking it upon themselves but also knowing when they need to hand the ball off, knowing mm-hmm. when they need to do a small dump off pass. I mean, it's not like Tom Brady was ever out there just like chucking like 70-yard no. passes. No. I mean, every once in a while you had your, you know, Julian Edelman crazy catch that like needed to happen. Yeah. But I mean, Tom Brady made a career on just throwing, you know, little eight-yard slant passes to Dion Branch, the, to Wes Welker. The absolute best example of what you're saying is what the 49ers are trying to do yes. with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. You saw them – you saw him take that 49ers team to the Super Bowl. Yep. Lose to the Chiefs. Next year, you see them make a deep playoff. Devontae Adams is not one, human. One hand, dude. Devontae Adams is not human. That's um, crazy. Yeah, so you see you see what they're trying to do after they hit their last playoff run. Yeah. Injuries dog them. They try to get their young quarterback. Doesn't work out. So what do they do with the same game manager? You get him Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You have Christian McCaffrey throwing touchdowns instead. Debo and Debo's Debo hurt Samuel. right now, but, but you've that's got when, the same. De- when Debo comes back, you've got that Swiss Army knife type player. They're trying to have that mentality and, of playmakers win games. And not to mention the fact that if you can draw up something where Brandon Ayuk can get wide open, that's someone and who that can And that defense is already insane. I mean, he can he can get you with his with his legs too. Yeah. Like and that's where it's a track race there. But on the actual question of defense, like I think that teams are going to be able to get smarter. Like, yeah, you football is an evolution, and I mean, if you want to look at the first time like zone was used, Lomb- uh, not Lombardi. Um, uh, who's the Cowboys guy? Um, oh my gosh, Landry. Tom Landry, yeah, Tom Landry. That that was the first use of like, of like pistol and first use of like, uh, zone coverage. So yeah. like. We've come a long way since then, and I think that just because that there's a too high safety setup, it's to beat the quarterbacks. Yeah. You're not going to beat the quarterback. I, I hate time. to say it, I, with the way that the rules are right now with roughing the passer, yeah. with what receivers can get away with as far as contact goes, you are not going to beat the offense. And I think that the NFL knows that. That's entertaining football that people want to watch. Yeah. I mean, because they're no, not going to let that stop no, the growth. People aren't going to try to sit and watch four yards in a cloud of dust football. Like, yes, it works in like snow games and like little yeah. stupid stuff like that. But I mean, we saw That's what the Giants do. I mean, yeah, and and I think the most one of the most entertaining games I've ever seen. I mean, even as a Lions fan, was when Nick Foles just absolutely destroyed the Lions in the snow. Yeah. And, like, with stuff like that, like, these games, like, the big – I mean, I'd say probably one of the best games of the last five years was the – the Chiefs Bills playoff game this past year, Chiefs and Rams. then before that, it was the Chiefs Rams yeah. with Jared Goff. So, like, it's you know you're not seeing all these crazy like games where it's running backs. No. You know, you're not seeing. I mean, it, it's great when you've got like a Demarco Murray going for 300 yards. Yeah, but 
in that same breath, or like Sean McCoy in the snow. Yeah, in the same breath, you're not seeing you know these running backs doing the no. same thing. So I think that the NFL knows that in order to up viewership and it up has. T- and up ticket sales, it has. They need to have a pass friendly game, and that's why you've got these guys coming in from college. I mean, a lot of the recruits, if you look at what they're saying, I'm picking it because they have a pro-style offense. I'm going yeah. here because I know that they are going to be the best team to prepare me for the next level. Yeah. And they're not – I mean, they're not even thinking college anymore, yeah. which I think that lends itself to that next the next question, oh, right? Isn't it? Oh, that yeah. was filthy, Josh. Thank you. Josh. Thank that you. That was – I don't know how you did that. Thank you. But going on to the next question sent by Walnut Ave – that does not mean anything to any of us. So no, I don't, know I, yeah, why I don't would, get why. I don't even, oh, look at that. DJ Chark. Oh, my God. This third touchdown. DJ Chark. Monster. 32-yarder. Toe tap in the back of the end zone. zone. Wow. All right. So this next question. As athletes uh, begin making more money in their collegiate careers, those attending schools with the larger fan bases will have greater sponsorship opportunities. This will necessarily lead to greater recruiting advantages for big programs. Is the NIL the last coffin, or the last, last nail, nail in the coffin of competitive college football? No, no, because I think what we've seen is that even with a team like Alabama losing, Tennessee. but no, yeah. Alabama losing to Tennessee, mm-hmm. you see that Josh Hoipel in his first or second year and at Tennessee, yeah. he's, I mean, he's recruiting Hendon Hooker from Virginia Tech. This is not a kid who is a super high recruit. No. He goes to Virginia Tech. He was one of the top guys in the transfer portal, but he was Builds no Caleb. He was no Caleb him. Williams. Yeah. He goes in and he says, this is what we do. They pick up the, or they already had that running back. I'm blanking on his name right yeah, now, I, but he's been going through and doing solid. They have Jalen Hyatt, who is yeah. not on, he was not on anyone's no. boards to start the year. And now he's a top 20 pick because he goes out and he scores five touchdowns against Kool-Aid McKinstry and all these top, you know, these top five recruits from Alabama. And so you continue to look at teams like Alabama. You look at teams like, I mean, Georgia, the Georgia, I mean, the, that, but that's the thing is like Kirby smart is going out and finding guys that he knows are solid. And does, is competitive college football over? Well, I'm, I'm going to wrap this back to the NIL. And I, I think that there are very limited opportunities at institutions. Yeah. Everybody, isn't just gonna flock to Alabama because they have the most sponsorship money. But Alabama's not gonna sign. No, a billion people. And here's the thing, is it's not even NIL in that regard. Like, they might go to Southern schools, like the end of, I would say, other than Northern schools like Michigan and Ohio State, Mm -hmm. I'd say that this is the end of competitive Northern football. Like, if you take the teams from the South and the teams from the North and made them fight, it would be Same thing with the West. But, I mean, you look at, what do you mean? The West versus the East? No, the West versus the South. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, like any of the Pac-12 at, teams. Yeah, if like, you look at East, Central, South, and West as your two... like the South is clapping everybody. Yeah, and so, but that's the thing is because... It's DJ Chark. It's literally a, um, it's, it's a... It's an industry. I got to go to my first SEC game between the hedges, Georgia versus Auburn, and it was just a completely different mentality. I had never seen... Another like I've been to NFL games and they are nothing like that. Oh, so I was trying Justin to force Simmons. it, force it to DJ Chark. Justin um, Simmons. 
but you just have the it's just a different style of football that's being played mm-hmm. and everywhere you see you don't see Stetson Bennett no. you don't see their running backs do you know who everyone everyone they're asking for everyone's jersey who they have on billboards around Athens let me hear it Brock Bowers mm. and that's the only billboard I saw that had a NIL deal on it yeah. everything else was just like I saw more ad, I saw more campaigns for the governor, then I saw people, and I saw more stuff about Herschel Walker and Nick Chubb yeah, and I think these kinds of guys who are way gone I, than we saw with actual current players. It's more about the brand than it is about a single yeah. individual player. So, yeah, they have the chance to make money, but that dude up in Nebraska, DeColdis Crawford, yeah, he got a deal with it. He got a deal with an HVAC company. They have yeah. HVAC companies everywhere. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't matter. It's it's more it's, the fact that yeah, it's not an incentive. For certain players to go to certain schools, in my opinion, I think I think obviously bigger markets make a lot of sense for, for like, players that want to get drafted and all that other yeah. stuff. But uh, that's more so for TV time than the NIL deals. Mm-hmm. I would say like the like the NIL is the NIL stuff is just like you said it's branding, it's nice, but I don't think it's an encouragement. Maybe for basketball. Maybe. Uh, maybe for basketball, but I don't think for football. Well, I mean, that's what they said this these past couple of years they were talking about. I, and I, I agree. It's not competitive football that I'm worried about. It's competitive basketball that I'm yeah. worried about. Because you look at these teams like uh, you, Duke, Duke is literally a brand. Kentucky? Like you go Kansas. to a Duke, a Kentucky, a Kansas, these blue blood, blue blood schools, they are brands. They are, It's not like it's like, oh, hi, Gonzaga. you know. I almost said a bad word about Gonzaga. <laughs> I can't stand Gonzaga. But you look at these you look at these schools that are these blue blood programs and it's not like going to the G League, it's mm. great. You get paid, but you're going to make so too. you're going to make so much more money mm-hmm. going to Duke on an NIL deal mm-hmm. where you can have an early agreement with Nike. You can have an early agreement with Jordan. You can have an early agreement with any company. Adidas. Adidas, yeah, or Puma, any of these companies. They can sign you they'll, in college. Throw money around to these basketball players. Oh, there's there's only they know. twelve guys on a team, and and they know. Yeah. I mean, you look at somebody like a Zion. Yeah. Th- God, Zion can you imagine if millions if, in college? Oh my but it's God. just it's a pipeline. Everyone yeah. who's going to Duke knows that they're going to get easy classes. They're going to play. They're going to literally. They could Ben Simmons it and literally only go to school for the first semester and then not go in the second semester, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's not like these guys need to graduate. No. They are in school to play basketball. Their their classes are basketball 101, 201, 301, and 401 in the same year. Yeah. None of these guys are staying past that first year unless they get hurt. And that's the only time that you see these guys. Like, even Kyrie gets hurt in his first season at Duke, and then he comes out, and he's still playing. Yeah. So I, I think that to answer the question fully, it's not going to harm competitive football because Josh Hoipel in his first year or second year at Tennessee hasn't gotten all these top recruits. Now he is. People are now committing yeah. to Tennessee because they want to yeah, go yeah. to Rocky Top and they want to wear that volunteer orange. Yeah. Um, but you are going to see these big brands now that um, – uh, Brian Harson is out as the head coach of Auburn. You're going to mm. see a new head coach go in there, and if they can build that same thing, 
all of these schools, if, even like a Big Twelve school, like in Oklahoma, like yeah. now now you've got Brent Venables there, and yeah, they might suck this year, but if they keep that brand, like Texas, Quinn Ewers is going going to Texas was not a that was a business decision. Archie Manning's there too now. Arch Manning, yeah, but business. Th- th- these are business decisions because they know that they're going to go in and play in a pro style of offense that can get them to the NFL. Yeah. Like all of like people are viewing. I mean, the high school tape doesn't matter other than to get you to the college level. And yeah. then once you're in college, that is your interview. There's that is your audition. There's so many different places to pick from, too. Yeah, but and especially even, if you're good enough, you can go wherever you want. It doesn't even matter. I mean, you think about the top quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah. You look at Josh Allen. We literally tried to discuss Patrick, QBU, yeah. and we were like, there's not a single school that quarterbacks no. should go The to. number three guy off the board this year is probably going to be Will Levis, and he's at Kentucky. Which has not been a football school when, when, ever. When's the last time you Josh Allen was the last big first-round pick? That, he that, was the last. Oh, no, yeah. that Josh Allen. Yeah. But FCS even. Like, you look at Trey Lance. You look at Carson Wentz, the number two pick. And then I think Lance was number three, three. or four. But you look at these guys, and it doesn't matter. as long. I mean, Joe Flacco was a top 20 pick out of Delaware in 2008. Like You look at Somehow. all of these schools across the board. Matt Ryan from Boston, Boston. College. Lamar Jackson from Louisville. Like, none of these teams, like, it name, is... Name one other Cal quarterback Cal, besides Aaron Rodgers. Jared Goff. There you go. Other than that, you can't. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, and that's why, like, you, it's more about the individual player yeah. than it is. And, and that's why you go anywhere. But basketball feels so much more social Truly. media, marketing, yep. pop yep. culture type stuff compared to... Compared to college football, yeah, because college football, it's you can legitimately get like Brock Bowers. It was a car dealer. It was a yeah. billboard from a car dealership, wow. and it said "Size Matters." Brock Bowers, six five two, whatever, and mm. then it was talking about buying, you know, a big, uh, like a big truck. And that's well, the kind. Of, that's the kind of stuff where like you could go anywhere. Yeah. You could go to Mississippi State and get that kind of an Bo Nix. Bo Nix was at Auburn, and he got a deal with the uh, Milo's Sweet Tea. And mm. now he's out in Oregon, and he's Bo Picks, but it doesn't matter. Ooh. But like, I used to be such a Bo Nix fan. That's crazy to yeah. me. I used to be Jordan Palmer. Jordan Palmer's high on him, too, which is crazy to me. I used to be high it's, on He's going to be talking – people are going to be talking about him in the first round this year. Just like That's he's, he's going to perform well at the Combine. And I – it's, I if listen if he performs well at the combine he's gonna get a little bit of a boost mm-hmm. from me I ain't gonna cap all these the funny thing is I'm really excited for the combine all the quarterbacks year. all the quarterbacks are gonna come out someone like Anthony Richardson who was awful awful this year at Florida he's gonna come out and he's gonna run a four five forty yep. and he's gonna like have a cone drill and a, uh, a somebody's gonna take jump, him too early and someone's gonna reach up and snag him I hope it's not the Lions yeah I hope it's the Panthers that do it if they don't get. Um, Will Levis. Yeah. But you look at all these teams um, in college football, just kind of... Oh, we won the Super Bowl, by the way, guys. Oh, we did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you're all curious. Yeah, no. Uh, As we're wrapping up here, we got, season, we're, already, we're already 53 minutes in the pod today. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Season season recap, the Super Bowl MVP was <laughs> DJ Shark, our third wide receiver. Oh, my God. Look at the NFL MVP. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So... We finished eleven and six. We we played two games, wow. and we simmed the rest of them. Uh, this was a fantasy draft, so hold we on, had. Hold on, we're not going to let this slide. What is your user ID? Sorry, that's that's not important. Um, so the yearly awards for twenty twenty one. Does that say Bobby McJD? Thirteen ninety nine. Yeah. 
it's, love it. It's valid. Puffy um, McJD. Thirteen ninety nine. That's goofy. So not only was it the first time that the Jaguars were the AFC champion, they also won the Super Bowl this year. Uh, first time they won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP was DJ Chark, who had three touchdowns. Dog. But if you look at the yearly awards, the NFL MVP was the quarterback of the Eagles. Obviously, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Insane Coach of the year, we fired Urban Meyer and signed Thomas Peters, who goes on to be the coach of the year. Offensive player of the year, again, Eagles quarterback Baker Mayfield. Can we look at his stats? Um, yeah, we can. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. And then obviously the – the, the, the yeah, Najee was the offensive rookie, and then Micah Parsons being the defensive rookie. Those are not crazy to me. Um, but we're going to go to the oh, stats. Whoa, 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 Baker Mayfield. Four, oh. 4,800 yards? So, hold on. Let's go to – no, uh, just player stats. Player stats. Yeah. Hold on. This is great. Hold on. Yeah, oh, so Joe Flacco got some playing time. Barely. Yeah. Oh, it was two passes. He, I think those were the rollout, uh, the my rollout field oh. goals. So Joe Burrow finished with over 5,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Whoa. Ju- Justin Herbert was three yards shy of 5,000 with 43 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. But Whoa. Baker Mayfield, 48-18. 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, a 66% completion percentage. And he also had, a, I mean, let's view his player card. He had to do something on the ground in order to get that MVP vote. He's a superstar rating now. Wow. Look at him. Congratulations. Good for him. Um, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's crazy. And then he had 287 wow. yards rushing with six touchdowns and a broken down. Wow. His longest rush was only nine, nine yards. yards. Wow. <laughs> He was getting touches. Wow. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. You're yeah, they're, running that, they're running that Jalen Hurts system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. There's Nick Sirianni up there now. Mm. Well, all right. I guess that does it for yeah. us. Let us know what you guys think about the receiver uh, university uh, yeah. and TEU. And please, please, please keep submitting to the mailbag. We will, I guess, answer yeah. them whenever we have whenever questions. Whenever we get them. And I guess that does it for us. Yeah. No, if you are uh, – if you if you were gonna go to Anderson, South Carolina, let us know. Yeah, about. or that we don't, we don't know what Walnut Ave has to do with anything. Yeah, but um, unless that's just your address, and then like we'll slide by, like we'll, yeah, we'll no, say we'll what's up. In. We'll stop in for some tea. Yeah. Um, but all right. Aside from that, man, uh, we're gonna go celebrate this Super Bowl win, and we're gonna go uh, the country music festival. We're gonna go to the country music festival. So we will uh, see you next week. This was one of us has to be right.